The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented by betonline.ag. They're your online sportsbook experts. And if you use the promo code PODCAST1, right now you get a 100% sign-up bonus. 100%. And right about now is when you should do it because we actually have live event the next three nights to bet on. It is the Even Money Podcast, and it is the NFL Draft. He is the star, Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports. On Twitter, he is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling at the Westgate Casino, and he loves to bet the draft because it has been a very, very good event for you, Steve. We'll get into that momentarily. Then, of course, we've got me, the former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, Now I've got five podcasts, a lot of good information, by the way, from Andrew Brandt on today's Ross Tucker football podcast and yesterday, Joe Dolan with the ideal landing spots for fantasy purposes for all of these draft picks. And of course, we'll have Greg Cosell on Friday's Ross Tucker football podcast to recap the first round. So uh, big week here for us. You can even listen to Dane Brugler from Monday's show, he's got the lowdown on Tua, which I think would really help for some of these prop bets we're going to go through out there. Speaking, by the way, of things that really help, during this time of social distancing, I think you could really help some of the loved ones in your life by getting them a story from myfrontpagestory.com. You guys know... It's a business I've invested in, I'm involved in because I believe in it. I love it. I've done a couple of them already. I think it's awesome. And I highly recommend you go to myfrontpagestory.com. Being able to get a story for someone and tell them, hey, I want to do something special for you. So I had a story written about you. It's incredibly, incredibly powerful. Myfrontpagestory.com. All right, so it's finally here, Steve. We've got the NFL draft the next three days. 
Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We know from talking with you, we know from talking with Dave Mason that this is a really good event to draft, to bet, I should say. And I want you to explain one last time for maybe the listeners that haven't been downloading the podcast for whatever reason and they just popped on this one to listen to our prop bets for the NFL draft. Why is the draft such a good event? Because in terms of betting, Ross, it's all about information. If you get information, you can greatly benefit from it because you can frankly make bets that are going to win not 55% of the time, but really 75, 80, 90% of the time. Example, earlier this month, I bet who's going to go first in the draft, Herbert or Jordan Love? And I only had to lay minus 200. I'd make the case that there is probably a 97% chance that that bet's going to win. And you're just never going to find bets like that that good just betting traditionally. Because think about it, um, when there's an injury report and a player is questionable, and then you find out, oh, he's not going to play. Well, he might move the line if he's a, a significantly good player, a point, point and a half. So that's enough to win a bet 54.5% of the time. Imagine if you could bet, is that player going to play, yes or no? And you find out he's not going to play. You're going to win it every time. So that, to draw an analogy, that's really the case. Um, recent example, um, Becton, the big Louisville um, player that's uh, 367 pounds, so he had a flagged drug test. The second that he had a flagged drug test, you could play Becton over eight and a half. Now, it's not certain to win, but given that information, we would expect Becton would slide a little bit in the draft. So bets like that, and probably the king of that was, remember Larry Tunsil, 2016, wearing the gas mask pictures, and he fell to 13 in the draft. And Tunsil, I can't remember his over-under, but he was a projected top five pick before that occurred. Yeah, well, and that obviously happened right before the draft. So my question is, how many of these do you have to be getting in there like within 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes after the latest information comes out before the odds change? Great question. And the closer you get to the draft, the faster you have to be. To use the Beckton example, that, that news came out and it was a good, oh, it started to leak. It started to move slowly. But people aren't paying attention to the draft betting at the time. So you had about 24 hours to get that over eight and a half. Now, I think you're going to have to re uh, react right away. Now, it, it, there are extreme examples where literally Adam Schefter will tweet, hey, you know, the Packers are going to take so-and-so in the first round. And also there are trades that get announced, and it's clear that a team is going to um, be – taking a quarterback, like if you get news that the Chargers have traded up to get the number three pick, well, all of a sudden you know Tua or Herbert's going to go number three. So you can go ahead and take advantage of trade information as well, but you've got to be much quicker the day of the draft. So that's interesting, that, that part of it. Um, one thing I've noticed, and we're about to dive into some of these prop bet odds from Bet Online. .ag, of course, use the promo code PODCAST1 for that 100% sign-up bonus. You know, a lot of these, Steve, that I felt pretty good about, 
like Derek Brown, for example, to be the number three pick in the draft, I still think there's a pretty good chance that happens. That was like plus 2,900 last week. And now I feel like people have caught up with, and I'm not saying it's just me, but my analysis of their D tackles being so bad that I think there's a pretty good chance that they take him at number three of the Detroit Lions, that now it's plus 400. I feel like, you know, for a lot of these, and obviously this doesn't help a lot of our listeners now, but I feel like for a lot of these, uh, the further removed we we were from the draft, there was more value in things that I kind of saw earlier. And we talk about that when it's season win totals and betting lines earlier in the week and everything. As we're getting closer and more information's coming out, it certainly feels to me like the lines are, are getting better. Absolutely. And to use the Derek Brown example, you, you had a great bet back a couple weeks ago but Derek Brown at four to one. Well, I'd love to become a bookmaker and book that. Anybody who wants Derek Brown at five to one to go in as in the number three slot, let me know. You can have six to one because the difference between getting six to one and getting twenty to one obviously is the difference between a good and a bad bet. Right. So right now, looking at the bet online odds for the third overall pick, which by the way. The Dolphins or the Chargers could trade up, Steve, to take Tua Tungavailoa, maybe Justin Herbert, whoever, at number three. You've got Jeffrey Okuda is plus 125, Derek Brown now plus 300, the field is plus 350. So you got to really feel good about Derek Brown. To take him now, I feel like at plus 300, given the fact that the Lions could take Okuda, they could trade out of it. You know, I, you know, I, I think that has really changed the dynamic. Yeah, you know, and what's interesting is the Lions really have a tremendous opportunity here because obviously Detroit doesn't need a quarterback and the Giants don't need a quarterback. And the two teams picking after Miami and the Chargers desperately need a quarterback and because of that the Giants pick is not worth nearly as much like I can't imagine anyone's going to trade with the Giants until the Giants are on the clock because imagine you want Tua or Herbert and you trade up to number four and then Detroit trades and someone comes in and takes the guy you want to take and so because of that I see no scenario that there'll be a trade for the Giants until they're on the clock. And with all the, um, the problems going on with the virtual draft and communication, it's going to be more difficult to do those sort of trades. So I think it's much more likely we're going to see either the Chargers or Miami, in fact, trading up to number three. Right. Yeah, you can't go to four not knowing what's going to happen at three first. There's no question. Uh, let's start, Steve. And again, all these odds from betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, promo code PODCAST1. There are a lot of sort of um, funny prop bets, Steve. You know, how many – will ESPN mention that Andrew Thomas played in the high school band? Will ESPN mention that Jake Fromm played in the Little League World Series? Uh, absolutely they will. Will ESPN say Swahili – when talking about Jeffrey Okuda, 
highest number of people in the same room? How many draftees will be seen with a tie on? How many have glasses on? Total cats, total dogs, all kinds of things. Have you looked at these? And or do you think any of these have value? Because some of these, it's like absolutely some of these things are going to happen. Absolutely, there's value. No, I have not looked at them. And goes back to the aspect of somebody's going to know some information, and I don't have that information. It would not surprise me if word doesn't get out about the cats and the dogs type of prop that someone decides to feature their St. Bernard or whatever. Um, in terms of grading, I'm always concerned when I get like highest number of people seen in the room. Uh, I can imagine that there's going to be some pictures that are going to be difficult to see. Are there, were there three guys there or were there five guys there? Um, in the background, you might hear somebody talking, but maybe the camera's not on them. So I don't like to bet on things that are difficult to grade as well. That is very interesting. Okay, so some of the other things that you can bet on at Bet Online. There's obviously the, pre- the player prop, so they can over-under for every player. What about the odds for all these different teams in terms of whether their first pick will be an offensive player or defensive player? Do you like those, Steve, and do you have any bets for those? I do like those if I was friends with anyone in those teams' organizations because, again, it's an information bet. Now, you can have the talking heads talking about how certain teams are leaning or looking to go ahead and draft an O-lineman or D-lineman, but that's just um, speculation. I want real information where I actually know someone in the organization that is that way. However, this goes back to information. Again, ESPN, someone else, some of their analysts may well tweet the day of the draft, hey, Jacksonville is definitely going to take um, a certain position. They're going to take a wide receiver, or they're definitely going to take a quarterback because they've got Minshew. If you get someone like Adam Schefter or someone respected that tweets something like that, I think you can go ahead and make bets. Will a team take offense or defense? So let me ask you this, Steve. Like the Lions, okay? First pick defensive players minus 600. Offensive players plus 350. I would be shocked if they didn't take a defensive player. Like, shocked. Is that a good bet, or are the odds such at minus 600 that that's too rich for you? I think it's a good bet because, obviously, the Lions lost Slay, their cornerback. They're really hurting on defense. And if you just look at who the best players available, you know, who they should be, you've got Derek Brown out there, you've got Ukadu out there, and the only scenario where you get crushed is imagine the Lions make a trade with the Chargers and they get the number six pick. And then the Lions make another trade and they trade down that number six pick down. And all of a sudden the Lions have all of these picks for us, but they don't pick till like number 18. All of a sudden you're like, oh my God, I bet, you know, minus 600 on something that's closer to like only a 60% bet. But that's really the only scenario I see that you wouldn't win that bet. Do you have any bets on any of the, the team offensive player or defensive player with the first pick? I do not. Got it. So for me, 
I like that bet that I just gave you quite a bit. The Lions with a defensive player, I'd be pretty surprised if they didn't go with a defensive player. The Giants' number one pick, you've got Jedrick Wills, Tristan Wirfs, Isaiah Simmons, Mekhi Becton in the field. I don't like the field because I think it will be Wills, Wirfs, or Simmons. They've actually done a pretty good job. You know, there's not as much what I would consider value for a lot of these as I think there was earlier, you know, in the process last week. Let's dive into some of your official plays, Steve. I'm going to give you the floor, maybe come back, circle back with some questions at the end, but I want to make sure you have the floor to get your official plays in that, that you've either already put money down on or you will put money down on. Yeah, so, and I, I always get a kick out of when you ask me, or I will put money down on. I got to tell you, Ross, as a professional gambler, there is no way, no way I'm ever going to give out a play. Hey, I'm going to be betting this because the second I give it out, it's likely going to move and I'm going to get a worse price. So anything I give out is an official play I've already bet, or I'm, I'm just about to do it in the next minute or two. Um, Jordan Love, over 19 and a half. Jordan Love did not have a good senior season at Utah State, and his stock um, has been dropping here the last couple of weeks. And frankly, I'm not certain he's going in the first round. So over 19.5 for Jordan Love looks good to me. Another prop that I really like that is available at some books, which will we see more in the first round, the SEC or non-SEC in terms of players to be drafted? If you can find this at Pick'em, I think it's a tremendous bet. You have to lay like minus 160. The SEC should have anywhere from 13 to 16 players, probably have 14 to 16 players taken in the first round. So there's a chance that the SEC gets half of the picks in the first round. If that occurs, you're going to push on your bet. I can't see the SEC getting more than half. So we're going to take the field against the SEC in the first round. Got it. Well, I am with you on the Jordan Love bet. I actually think there's a chance he doesn't go in the first round at all. So I'm with you. Um, do you have it in front of you what the juice is on Jordan Love on his over-under? Yeah, over 19.5 is minus 200. Now you can play him over 21.5, I believe, at um, a much more reasonable vig, but because Jacksonville is picking 20th in the draft, uh, that Jacksonville desperately does need a quarterback, and I'd much rather play over 19.5. Got it. I like the under 21.5 for Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from LSU. It's minus 240. I just, I'd be very surprised if the Eagles did not select him at 21 if he's there. I actually think the bigger concern is whether or not he'll actually be there. So I know that's a decent amount of juice, minus 240, but I, I just I don't see a scenario where he lasts past the 21st pick. That would surprise me. So that's one I like, under 21.5 on Justin Jefferson. I like the over 19.5 on Jordan Love as well um what else you got for us steve do you have any others well since we both love jordan love over i think ross we have an official the best bet right yes let's see if bry is asleep at the wheel or he's paying attention 
The best bet. Whoa! That was like that was that was Brian socially distancing, punching me in the face right there. You know, like we didn't know if he was totally paying attention. Totally, boom! No hesitation. He's on it. They don't call him the best producer in the business for no reason. What about some of these? Well, first of all, what else you got, Steve, before I ask you about some of these other ones? Well, I have a question for you because I'm leaning towards this bet. I have not pulled the trigger. I hate laying lots of vague, Ross. But you can bet, will there be more offensive players taken versus defensive players? And offense is a big favorite. So I've got offense minus 300. And the more I look at this draft, it's going to be close. But it's similar to like an election. In the national election, you know, a lot of times you have one candidate that's only going to get 51, 52% of the vote, but they're a monster favorite um, to win. And I can't see more defensive players going in the draft than offensive players. So I'm considering playing the minus 300 because I think we're going to get 16, 17, or 18 offensive players Am I crazy to think about laying three to one on a bet that has that thin of a margin? Ooh, that's interesting. You know, I haven't really done the math for how many offensive or defensive players. I mean, I know we're going to have at least three quarterbacks, at least four wide receivers, and at least four offensive tackles. So that's 11 right there. And we haven't talked to any running backs where there could be one or two maybe. There could easily be another tackle or two. Easily could be another wide receiver or two. The only thing that makes me a little bit nervous about that, Steve, is that because of the depth at receiver, part of me wonders if only like four or five go with the thought process that we can get a really good one in the second or third round. So let's take a corner or a defensive lineman or an off-the-ball linebacker here and then circle back and get a receiver in the second or third round. I actually – one of the bets I like – and let me see bet online here if I can find it. It's how many wide receivers will be drafted in the first round. I forget what the number was, but I liked the under because I just think – with so many good receivers, second, third, fourth round, I have a tough time thinking teams at the end of the first round are going to pull the trigger on the receiver. I think they're more likely to wait and grab one in the second round, maybe even the third round because of the depth. Yeah, very interesting because there are so many good wide receivers out there, and you've got to ask yourself, you know, is Pittman, is uh, T. Higgins, guys like that, are they going to go end of the first beginning of the second, you know, it's similar with offensive linemen. I actually think there's going to be a possible run on offensive linemen at the end of the first round because there's a lot of good ones out there. And you got Jones, Jackson, Isaiah Wilson, Ruiz. And I could see teams wanting to protect their quarterbacks and looking to bolster their O-lines at the end of the first round. So that's another um, reason why I would not like wide receivers in the first round. So they've done a better job with this number now, Steve. The wide receiver number is now five and a half. I think it was six and a half at one point. And over five and a half is minus 160. Under five and a half is plus 120. I still like 
the under five and a half. I like getting plus 120 on under five and a half because I don't think more than five go, maybe six. But I, I think there's a very real possibility it's just five. Now, look, there might even be four. I think they'll get a fifth one in one of those picks after the Eagles. But I don't think it's over that. So I, I like plus 120 on the under five and a half wide receivers drafted. It's unbelievable, by the way, Steve. Do, they, do you think they always have this menu of props about Pac-12 players drafted, SEC players drafted, every position, total number? You can get under four quarterbacks drafted is minus 230. Over four quarterbacks drafted is plus 160. So I kind of like the minus 230. I'd be shocked if five quarterbacks went in the first round, Steve. I think there's a chance Jordan Love falls to the second round to piggyback off of one of our earlier bets. I don't see anybody else drafting Jalen Hurts or Jacob Eason. So I think your worst-case scenario there is you push. Yeah, and here's an example of a bet that I gave out, I think, like two months ago, where I actually bet over four quarterbacks, and this was when Jordan Love was projected to be the number 15 pick, and I said, you know what? It's almost a lock we're going to get four, and maybe one of these other guys moves up, so I saw it as almost a free roll to have the chance to get five, and that was a bad bet. I got off of it. I played back the other side because as Love was falling, nobody was moving up. We didn't see Fromm or Eason getting any love at all, and certainly no one is going to ever take Hurts in the first. You know what? If if Hurts goes in the first round, Ross, I will never – ever appear on any broadcast the rest of my career. It's don't not say happen. that. Other than the Even Money podcast, don't say that. You never Other than know. the Even Money podcast. Um, of course, I think what there was one uh, broadcaster that made a promise like that. and uh, I think Kuyper said he would retire if someone didn't have a great career and they had a terrible career, and yet Kuyper is still there. Although I might say this. Kuyper used to have like the best hair in the business. Oh. Things have gone things have gone south on that, Ross. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Any other bet you want to get in, Steve, and and make sure our listeners know about. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bet. We're gonna talk about Gronk, I think, maybe for a couple minutes, but I, I just bet Tampa Bay under ten uh season wins because I think that the Tampa Bay love has gotten a little out of control with a book going to ten. Most books have nine and a half on Tampa Bay season wins. Wow. So you're going under 10. Man, I I don't see it, Steve. I mean, wow. That would be I get I guess you can you can say, you know what? There's a decent chance that you push or maybe you win, but that, that maybe they don't get 11 or 12, but I, I don't know, man. That's probably not one I would have made. What was the implications of the Gronk trade? Their season win on Tampa Bay was Anywhere from nine to nine and a half. Most books had nine with Vig to the over, and all the books went up to nine and a half. And like I said, one select book went up to 10, and the nine and a halves now have Vig on the over. I'll say this, Ross. Um, I know Tom Brady played really well two years ago. Last year, he was an average NFL quarterback. He was number 17 in the QBR. Brady's going to be 43. In the history of the NFL, the entire NFL, Quarterbacks who are 43 years of old or greater that started have won two games. Vinny Testaverde. That's it. 
two games, and now Brady has to get 11 to beat me. Good luck with that. Father time is undefeated. Excellent work, Steve. I'm excited, fired up, ready to go for the NFL draft. Hopefully you guys liked the prop bets that Steve and I both put out there. Should be a very, very fun few days. Let's enjoy it because I don't know when the next event is we're going to have for who knows how long. Really appreciate those of you that spread the word via social media and rate and review us at Apple Podcasts. Both those things you know, are easy things. They don't cost any money. They cost less than 10 seconds of your time, really, and they help us quite a bit. So if you ever thought, you know what, I'd love to do something nice for us, that would be the thing that you could do for us is to rate and review this show or others or spread the word about it, just a retweet or a like on Facebook or Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff helps quite a bit. Other than that, I'm fired up. I hope you guys are fired up. Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft, all available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.